Well, hello and welcome back to the View Church Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm sitting down again with George, and we are excited. We just finished up a preview service um, this past Sunday. We're recording on Monday, so whenever you're listening to this, um, if you were there, it was really a beautiful service, George, one of my um, one of my favorites. Had a lot of um, a lot of familiar faces, and it was just a wonderful time together. And in that service, there were some important announcements that were made. So uh, as always, we want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. So George, uh, before we get into a little bit of the content of the episode, can we talk real fast just about some of the exciting updates that are going on um, as we're sitting here in July? Well, in uh, May, toward the end of May, our leadership team just started talking about a plan of what were the list of things that needed to happen in order for us to begin to meet weekly. And so we started working on that. And one of the most vital aspects of that, one of the first things was a space that we could grow in that mm-hmm. would, that, you know, we'd be able to start in and expand some, have enough space for kids. And, and another thing was just one that was affordable, mm-hmm. um, something that wouldn't put our costs real high. And so just this last uh, couple of weeks, we had an opportunity at Gower Elementary School open up and we went through the process and we've been approved to meet at Gower Elementary for the whole next year. So wow. those Sundays can be interrupted. Now, we're still not ready to go weekly. There's, you know, we're not fully there, but this was a major step for us yeah. in getting to the place where, you know, we'll be able to, to, to begin to meet weekly. So over the next couple of previews, we're going to be doing some just family meetings and sharing our plan with people so everyone knows and understands what it's going to take for us to get there. Yeah, and I think you hit on um, real fast just on the um, part of part of being a pastor, part of being a um, the leadership board is being a financial steward. And so you mentioned a little bit yesterday about just the um, the real life um, um, blessing that it's been financially to find this. Can you talk a little bit about that, the yeah. difference between? Yeah, it's a third of the cost. Wow, wow. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, and uh, right now we're just meeting, you know, twice a month. Yeah. But to be able to do that 52 weeks out of the year would have been, um, you know, really expensive. So, mm. yeah, it's just schools are very inexpensive to use, and they yeah. give you lots of different space to develop and, and you know, expand into all the ministries you need yeah. to as a growing church. So, um, And a great church in our community started there, Crosspoint. So we mm. know it's possible. It can be done. A community can grow there and be healthy and so uh, we're just so, and we've been looking for a place like this for two years. Yeah. And um, a phone call by Karen, one of our mm-hmm. elders, because we've been reaching out to the principal there, which we were very involved with uh, at our previous church. And somehow it was just the right time and, and the opportunity came up and we went through the process. So here we are. We're going to begin to meet there July 25th for the first time. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, for everybody that knows, that, that's right there in the heart of Bellevue. And though, um, you know, we've enjoyed, if you've been traveling along with us for a while, you know, we've enjoyed the Ford Eye Center, but, you know, that kind of came with the cost of tournaments. And, I mean, I did like the popcorn smell. That was nice. But um, it was kind of hectic. And in uh, the Bellevue Community Center was kind of your original target, which was great. But now, even this past Sunday, um, because there was a tournament, um, connected to the Fort I Center, obviously there was not a lot of parking. So you know, you said there's like 150 parking spaces there at Gower, right around the school building. You have plenty of parking. That's Nothing else going on, and bonus. that's yeah. And I think it's it's important. I think I've I've really appreciated the privacy of being at the Bellevue Community Center. You know, not having to be in the middle of everything else. And now there's going to be even more of that, so we can kind of hang out before and after the services. Um, and not feel that immediate rush, right, that we always feel to get out of a, a space. So, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, uh, you said Crosspoint um, built a church out of Gower. 
obviously. So um, just very, very thankful to God, to Gower, to Davidson County, to uh, all the leadership board. I mean, this has been a, a ride and it just continues to be blessed with miracles. And I know, George, you said this um, yesterday that, you know, we don't really talk about tithing a lot. We don't really push it because you've just been blessed oh my gosh, through been, this whole yeah. process. We've never, you know, when we were getting started, we were talking about inviting people in to do a fundraiser to get the funds we needed to get everything we needed to start. And Jake, we've never had to do that. Wow. It's like the generosity of people has been so sacred and yeah. so beautiful to us. Yeah. And um, so uh, we've had everything we needed. And so uh, getting to that place of going weekly really is not is not about finances. It's more about just the bodies to be able to pull the set up and, and take down and... Yeah you know, all the uh, staffing of all the ministries so that we could be a full service yes. weekly church. And so it's just going to take us a little more time to get there. But uh, this was a big step. Yeah, and a for big sure. Answer to prayer. I want to say one more thing that I think is uh, we're really excited about uh, with a partnership with the school. When we were at Hope Park um, over eight years, we'd really built a special relationship with that school gower. Um, at the end of the year for Christmas, we always supported the teachers there mm. And, um, you know, five, six, seven, eight thousand uh, dollars, they would, you know, we'd give them at the end of the year for their angel tree for, mm. you know, families and kids that were not able to have a full Christmas. And so uh, we really had invested a lot with Gower mm. during that time. And so we really see an opportunity to uh, not only plan ourselves there and to meet there, but, um, uh, you know, it becomes a mission field for us, yes. of, you know, caring for that community and, the, and those people. So there's just lots of opportunities for us to be more involved in our community yeah. through the school. Yeah. And I know that um, for, for anybody that missed um, yesterday, that's kind of what we're going to do, a, a little bit of a recap of what we talked about yesterday in the service. And you're in, in uh, the art of living currently in the series that we're teaching. And um, a big part of the the joke early on was uh, in the hosting segment was that, you know, we're talking about suffering and joy and how those usually, you know, are just hand in hand. But but really, um, it's something that I know that that we're both, you know, um, living through currently in our own individual lives, you know, and, and really trying to lean in on what the what the experience of this is, not just the knowledge of it. And so um, do you want to just kind of give a little bit of a brief? I know you've got some quotes that you read um, for anybody that missed it or just wants a little bit of a deeper dive or some more nuance around it. Um, walk us through uh, how do joy and suffering uh, work together uh, within our spiritual lives? I think we start with uh, joy is more accessible than we think. Mm. And um, I think that's kind of been where, we, where we've been started with this whole uh, Art of Living series is that um, reminding ourselves yeah. that life does not have to be perfect for there to be an experience of joy. Mm. And so, um, and you don't have to, joy doesn't have to go to the mountaintop to experience joy. Yeah. And so there really is... Uh, something that is more accessible to us than we could ever imagine. I think sometimes we just need to be reminded of it, that mm. joy happens more often in the ordinary, you know, day-to-day thing. So uh, one of the things I would love to encourage people that are even listening to the podcast, because uh, I've been doing it myself, is just take pictures or take mm. notes of things that just make you smile and mm. give you joy. And I've been finding the bars really low. Like there's, <laughs> there's just creating joy. that awareness around it. Yeah, there's yeah. joy everywhere. Yes. And I, I was just telling you before the podcast on my jog this morning, I came across this little calf in the field 
And um, he it, just running by him, I felt this joy. It was like he was <laughs> smiling at me. I don't know if he really was, but I had to stop and take a picture of him. And so um, as I'm thinking about this, I myself am finding joy every day mm. in ordinary ways. And I think the expectation of that has helped. Mm. So, um, and yeah, so how, how does suffering fit into that? You know, um, I think we're learning that that's actually the way life is. Mm. A little bit of joy, a little bit of trial, mm. pain, conflict. Mm. Um, life is full of paradox. And so I think what we're trying to do and in inviting people to consider is that, yeah, every day is probably a mix of lots of different things. Mm. And so how can we live more faithfully and follow Christ mm. and um, embrace the whole spectrum of the human experience mm. and find joy in the midst of it, find a faith that, you know, is a strength that gets us through the struggle. Mm. And and one of, the, one of the other things, Jake, that um, I think we're all opening our hearts to and growing in is that joy is a strength. Yes. It actually gets us through those moments. Mm. So if we think we can't experience that until all those things are eliminated from yes. our lives then I think we, we miss out on a strength that actually helps us get through them. Yes. And so, um, yeah, and, and we, we love to say this, you and I, we're really smoking what we're selling. Yes, we are. <laughs> like we're really trying yeah. to embody this and live it. And so, um, and we're finding that it, it it's true. Well, I think that I'm glad you said that because um, some something that I'm studying in, 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 a, in a class that I'm a part of, they call it the holographic nature of Christ. And it's essentially that when we move from understanding to application, right? So I know that um, I know that though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I should fear no evil. I know that in my head. I can call to that verse in my mind. But there's something about it dropping into our heart and asking to experience it that all of a sudden you start to see shifts or turns happen in your reality. Or even if the turn doesn't come, you just feel peaceful about it. And I, I, I feel like that's where that peace beyond understanding comes because you move from knowing it to experiencing it. And so for me, it's like I'm, I'm leaning more and more into, okay, I know that you say that you're here with me. I know that I can be joyful during hard times, but I would really like to experience it. And I think once you shift from knowing the Bible verses, having the mantras, whatever you want to say, to saying, I actually want to experience it today. You do get those. You you see the calf, right? You get the uh, the the email or the phone call, or even if you don't get the result you want, you, you something deep within you is like it's okay, you know. And I think that so often, I'm so glad you're on this subject because I spent so much of my life waiting for A, B, and C to get fixed before I would really start to enjoy it. And the problem was, was that this is unconscious at the time, but what would happen is most of the time they would either go away or they would get fixed, but then there'd be a new A, B, and C. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm, well, now I really need to get this going, right? And if you look at your life and just have some self-honesty about it without judgment, we do this all the time. And we do this with minor things and we do this with life-threatening illnesses. It doesn't really matter. They all keep us from giving ourselves permission to enjoy the day no matter what's going on. And like you said, when we do that, we really do cut ourselves off from a strength to know that God's here no matter what yeah. we're going through. And uh, I want to make a distinction here. Um, you just found out you have terminal cancer. Yes. That's not the kind of suffering we're talking about. No. That 
Um, there are the kind of suffering in in life that are just unspeakably yes. unbearable. Loss of a loved one. Yeah, all of those, loss of yes. a, yeah. Um, and so uh, I don't I don't think we're advocating how do you find joy in those kinds of experiences. No. I think we're talking about the day-to-day struggles of life, the disappointments of life. And that's what we, we were looking at the book of Mark. Mm. And, um, and, and Jesus, there's like, uh, he has several crossing uh, the sea scenes in, in there. And one of them in chapter four, he's frustrated with the fact that um, uh, they can't seem to endure this storm. Mm. And he has to be this miracle working Jesus that eliminates their fear mm. before they could ever trust or have faith. And we often, we look at that text and we think that when he says, oh, you, do you have any faith? Mm. We look at it and we think that their lack of faith is that they know Jesus is going to eliminate the storm. But I, I think we're, we're, we're looking at that in a different way. And by the way, um, I believe scripture is multi-beautiful and mm. you could look at it from many, there's no one Yeah. Meaning, lots of layers to it. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of different layers to it. And so I think one of the ways to look at that is Jesus' frustration with them is like, my gosh, like, mm. do you not have any inner serenity, any inner strength that you can, your faith can get you through this storm? Mm. And so I think the real invitation in this is that how can we grow? How can the presence of God, this inner peace, mm. this inner strength, how can it develop with a a deeper sense of God's presence that we can face that conflict, we can face that storm, and yes. know that we can get through it and make yes. it through it. So I think that's what this um, book is inviting us to in Mark. And, you, and and it goes on where Jesus even, because it is the way of Jesus. Mm. You know, um, I think often we think faith, the way of Jesus is that he's the miracle-working Jesus and he just eliminates everything. Mm. But what you see in his own life, he begins to, to teach them in a new way in chapter eight going, Hey, the son of God's going to suffer. He's going to have to face many trials. Mm. And it's quite shocking that I think the disciples were surprised by that. And we are often are too, because you would think if anyone could save themselves, it would be Jesus. Yeah. But he even submits himself. Yes. And in trust to, uh, facing, facing death. Now resurrection is on the other side of that. So, but you still have to go through the death. Right. And trust for resurrection to find our lives. So this book of Mark is about how do we live in resurrection? Yes. How do we live a vital life and face the conflict of life and the the trial and the paradox of life and allow resurrection to find us so that on the other side of some kind of death, Mm. we can live? It's almost, it reminds me of um, a Brene Brown, you know, she used to have um, this thing where you can't selectively numb yourself. And it's almost like when we suffer, um, we're so t- we're so afraid of the grief. We're so afraid of the fear that we kind of find ways to numb it. We, we either we either and this is where spiritual bypassing falls in, where you're kind of like, oh, it's fine, I'm fine, God's got it, but you're not allowing yourself to feel the fear. And I think that she says that you, it's like if you imagine like a mainframe, almost like you see the movie Inside Out with Pixar, but it's like if you look at a mainframe of buttons, they've got all your emotions. You can't turn the volume knob down on fear and also not turn the volume knob on joy. So you you start to numb all the all the board. And I think that when you're able to just have that moment where you allow yourself to be upset, you allow yourself to express that fear um, and just talk to God about it and release it and say, I, I don't know what this is for. I have no idea what's going on. Um, 
it's the same. Rumi says, uh, sometimes you have to break your heart to open it. And it's like, sometimes you have to allow the pain to come in, but then always I experience right after I do that, it may not happen at that moment, but within the next day, the calf shows up outside where I can take a video of him or, you know, or, or who knows what, but it does, it is this, uh, this part of us that by moving into the suffering, by admitting that we're scared about our finances, by admitting that we're scared to lose a relationship, by admitting that, you know, we don't really know what to do at this point in our lives, you know, that's okay. That's, that's more of a self-judgment thing. That doesn't really have anything to do with our spiritual lives. Like we, we hold ourselves, we're too hard on ourselves. And I feel like when we can, when we can let up on ourselves, we realize that God's unconditional love is right there for us, but we really have to let go first of our, of our need to control and our need to, to, to make sure that we're managing it well and just saying, I'm falling apart here. Because then it's like that's the invitation to get picked back up at that point. It's surrender. Yes. It leads to openness. Yes. And in that surrender is acceptance. And I don't think acceptance, acceptance is the opposite of resignation mm. and defeat. That's a great point. Acceptance is this is the reality. Mm. And this is tough. Mm. And I don't understand it all. Mm. But um, I want to read to you um, Bishop Tutu in the Book of Joy, which has really shaped just my understanding of joy, mm. as we've talked about before. Because here's a human being that has seen the worst mm. and um, doesn't pour out more pain or brokenness to the world. He pours out more love and joy, and that, mm. that moves my soul. Like, I want to learn from that. But he said this about the spiritual life. He says, when one grows in the spiritual life, you are able to accept the inevitable frustrations and hardships as part of the warp and woof of life. <laughs> we love that phrase, great, yeah. warp and woof of life. He says, so many causes of suffering come from our reacting to people, places, things, and circumstances in our lives rather than accepting them. Mm. It's impossible, listen to this, Jake, it's impossible to experience joy when we are stuck in this way. Mm. This, this is where this is the paradox of how joy and suffering go together because we mm. don't think they go together, but mm. yet somehow accepting some of this actually is what leads to joy. He goes on to say, acceptance allows us to move into the fullness of joy. This does not mean that life will be easy or painless. It means that we can turn our face to the wind, accept the storm we must pass through. Acceptance is to see life in its wider perspective, all its pain, its imperfection, mm. and beauty. Mm. That's beautiful. And I think what I love about when you read him, this is someone who's come from suffering. You know, this isn't somebody that's, I don't, I don't, I've gotten to the point where I don't really listen to anybody that hasn't experienced it. I mean, that, that's a general rule of thumb for me. If somebody's telling me about, if somebody's teaching me or preaching to me or whatever else, and I'm not talking about in the form of a pastor, I'm just saying, well, this is how you do life. I quickly raise my hand. I'm like, have you experienced that? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, then you're reading out of a book and until you've experienced it. So this guy's coming from real suffering. And um, that's just a beautiful, a beautiful note. And I appreciated you. Um, we, we, you reference him a lot, and I think it's just a beautiful uh, picture to paint that you can move through both of those. But um, it is hard. I, I do want to draw a little bit of space around um, self-compassion and being very easy on yourself when you are suffering because for some reason we have this nature of I shouldn't be suffering. What did I do to get here is another really tricky question. What did I do to deserve this? Is God testing me? Is God did God send this? You know, all those questions and and all those questions, they just distance us further and further from ourself, from God, 
from others. And, and I, if there's one thing that I've learned over the past year that has changed my life that I will never let go of is you cannot do it alone, period. I mean, I was the classic self-studier, you know, reading at night. You know, I had my journals. I was doing all that stuff. Having a community around you um, is, is the nature of how things should work in our lives. And when we're suffering, we tend to move away and isolate, but it's the very last thing that we should do. And so if anybody's going through anything, um, there's a lot of support groups out there for what you're going through. And also, you know, there's groups that you, that, uh, the view church is partnered with restore small groups, but, um, there is an element of getting together with other people that are going through life and they may not have the same flavor of suffering that you have, but it's the same experience. And getting around people to know that you're not alone in it is, to me, the greatest gift that God gave us through others. Is I can't tell you many times that you say this often where God speaks to you through other people. That has happened more and more lately, and I, I will just be like, I can't believe he just said that. Like Literally, I just read that three hours ago. It isn't surprising when you're actually anticipating it, yeah. how often yes. you find it, yes. <laughs> or it finds you. It's yes. like, yeah. So there really is something to the anticipation of it, an yes. open heart that is looking for it and that's what i'm saying i I think we get so much help Mm. jake along the way and so much of what we need is um nearer than 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 we could ever imagine Mm. and it really does start with a heart that open is opened and is um looking to find it Mm. and is searching Mm. and that's what you just said you said that you were talking about brokenness Mm. And brokenness leads to this openness mm. and an open heart. There's so many beautiful things that can find an open heart. Mm. So, um, yeah, if someone's struggling in some way, don't stop searching yeah. or, or reaching out to, to others because not everyone's the answer or not, yes. you know, everything that you will find. But to the searching, open, genuine, authentic heart, it always will discover what it needs. Mm. Amen. Well, uh, we're so excited to be moving and I'm, I'm super excited that also we're talking about Gower for a year. So like this should be our last building update. So if you've been with us, you're used to the ride and we have, uh, we're just continually say this all the time, but we're so grateful for the love and support through all of it. And, um, we're excited to be, uh, at a new location that we can really sink our feet in and get grounded in and start to love on that community. So um, we thank you all. If you aren't signed up for our newsletter, uh, it's really the easiest way to hear from us on a consistent basis. Um, if you're like me, you do a social media fast. You know, we still want you to know what's going on. We know that you get the emails. So um, sign up for our newsletter on our website. We only send one email a week. We're not going to spam you. But um, we just hope that you know that you can find joy Um, through whatever you're facing right now. We love you. You're not alone, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.